0: Welcome to the podcast of The Coaches Next Door. This is a podcast for self-coaching, for getting more insights about yourself, others, and the world. In mind, body, emotions, behavior, patterns, and results. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast, The Coaches Next Door. And this podcast, like, if you follow this podcast, you already saw and heard That uh, the podcast is really um, eclectic in terms of topics and subjects, because I think that it's just like life. You know, Um, we have a lot of things going on in our lives, and that means that coaching can go for each one of these parts of our life. So the topic for today is a very particular topic, but I think, at least for me, is highly relevant at this moment um, and will be more even in the future. And the topic for today is neurodiversity. And yes, the first question is, of course, what is neurodiversity? And if that is really a thing, if we have in any way, uh, a brain or a neural system that is not different. Well, yes, um, we have, we can say that some things that we can expect that the brain does. We have certain um patterns, also in the way that the brain connects with the different hemispheres, the different parts of our brain, but also what um, each brain can do. So we have people that have this difference in what we can establish as a pattern. The thing is... Some studies are showing that not in a long term, 40% of our population will be neurodiverse. Big speculation is that do we need to change the map for what is not a neurodiverse brain? Maybe in the future, we need to go back to uh, define what is a normal pattern for the brain and how that brain uh, works. But for now, we can establish already um, some processes that are not inside of this norm. So the thing is, we, at this moment, we have a lot of people talking about the most common stuff, autism, ADHD. So a lot of things, that anxiety. Um, and we are getting a lot of self-diagnosis. That's true. A lot of people, they go around uh, listening to some podcasts, um, and also some uh, people saying, okay, what is, um, I don't know, autism? How can you detect if someone is autistic? And what I see is a lot of this being done upon the behavior. So what people do. And I, I will say that that is a high risk because the behavior can be established But but a lot of different things by the context, by the, of course, our own way of our own uh, brain um, working, but is a lot of ways that will make us to behave in a certain way. So the behavior comes across as a strategy. And when we are looking for a neurodiversity um, and neurodiverse um, person is I will always recommend a professional diagnosis. If you see yourself, okay, maybe I fit in this and that and that, go and do the tests, go and check it. Why? Because, yes, most part of the times people that got the diagnosis, they say, okay, now I know what it is. I don't find myself anymore uh, being a stranger to my neurodiversity or um, now I don't find myself just weird or um, then I can also explain or at least show to other people why I'm doing what I'm doing. Of course, I also say um, do the tests, get the diagnosis, and open the door of the surprise. The door that I don't know if this is the only thing that I can do, or this is uh, that that is this, this is the only thing that I am. Uh, so don't stay only in the diagnosis like oh this is me because yeah I don't know I'm I'm dyslexic or oh this is me because. I'm just uh, in the spectrum of autism. Um, get yourself the possibility of opening the door of surprise. And then, of course, we we have adults, and a lot of adults are not diagnosed uh, for many different reasons. Um, but then we have also the children. Um, and me, being a mother of uh, a child in the spectrum of, of autism, I can tell you that the door of surprise is the best door to have. Um, Not only because it's still developing, um, so a lot of things can happen, um, but also because I want him to have a space that he can find his own way. And uh, his own way is not written in any book or his own way is not... The example of someone else is his own way, like any other person, right? But of course, when we are dealing with someone that is neurodiverse, then we need to amplify this, just like they amplify certain things. And myself, being myself dyslexic, I can tell you that I I went through my life uh, without no one knowing it. So the first person that knew that I was dyslexic was my husband. And uh, he said to me one time, why you hide it? Yeah, because why I need to tell? <laughs> um, first, because, of course, with my age um, was was not a thing uh, before, um, but also when i found my strategies uh, strategies to deal with my dyslexic uh, dyslexia um i i i was okay with that i knew okay this is something that i i probably will not be able to do as other people do so i'm okay with that i can find other strategies and mm, sometimes people are like oh that is that is strange um uh, but the first person to know that I was dyslexic was my husband, and at that time I was thirty years old. <laughs> so it was the first time that I said, "I'm dyslexic." So my uh, that time, my um, right and left was I could not distinguish. Um, I I had some, of course, some words and letters, until today. Please don't ask me to um, break words and um, to uh, tell the letters in a word, because it's very complex for me. Um, and also, then after, um, I realized that also the way that I do things, the way that I think, uh, the way that I establish uh, priorities is also very different. Um, and But then is like, okay. how can I use this as a power? Um, And yeah, I can use that as a power, as a, a, a new perspective to the world. So when we are talking about neurodiversity, we also need to understand that most part of the times we will not see that. So it's not a thing that you will see in the face of someone or that you can automatically say, oh, this person is uh, neurodiverse. So the first thing I, I believe is th- th- the stigma and what happens if I say it. Will people um, put the standards lower for me? That is something, for instance, that I, I don't like. Like, don't don't lower... Uh, don't put the standard lower just because I'm dyslexic. Um I don't want that. I, I, w- I want the standard to stay at the same level, uh, but I want to see if I can I can reach it. Um and now we'll find strategies to do so. Okay. Um and if I I need help, I will ask for help. Um so that's that's the thing, is that The stigma doesn't come only uh, by people saying bad things to you or doesn't come only by when people are, I don't know, um, not doing something with you because of your uh, neurodiverse, um, uh, but they lower everything. So they are, they lower also the expectations that they have about you. And that doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel right because I'm okay with being the one saying, yeah, I cannot do this. But I I prefer to be the one saying, I cannot do this this way Um, than someone saying to me, oh, I will take this from you because maybe you cannot do it. Do you see the difference? Can you hear the difference on this? Like, I think we need to create a, a space that the person feels comfortable enough to say, I'm not able to do this like this. Can I find a way or can you help me to find a new way to do it? Then something be taken away from us with the idea that we cannot maybe do it. And this phrase in organizations is very important because you, we, we sometimes don't know because maybe we never did it. So we are the, the first ones to get that challenge. So, and again, it's, it's for us, or at least I, I speak with my, for myself, for me it's a challenge to find out if I can find a new way of doing with the same quality um, inside of my neurodiverse brain. So that for me is a challenge, it's not an obstacle gets me enthusiastic to see if I can overcome that challenge. Um, much more, um, I feel disrespected, even, if someone takes something from me to make my, uh, my life easier. Um, I find it disrespectful. I'm not saying that everyone is going to feel the same way, but I feel like, yeah, why? Why are you doing that? Um, Why are you taking something from me that I don't know even if I can do it or not? Um, Another thing is when sometimes people, um, and this happens a lot, is when people use my uh, dyslexia um, to try to sell stuff to me. Don't do that. Like, just don't do that. Um, the other day i I wrote a post in LinkedIn, and I have a uh, editor um, um so the process is I write something, I send to him, and then he sends back, and I publish. But, like you can imagine, I sometimes don't want to do that. I don't want to fake. um sometimes i say I say, okay, most part of the times my posts. It's like, OK, I want to say this. I will do it. And of course, I have some tools. These days, it's pretty easy. We have some tools around us in my phone and in my computer that can go to my text and correct. Um, but the other day, I wrote a post. I put a post. And someone sent me a message and said, yeah, I see uh, some things in your post and some mistakes. And I'm willing to correct your post. Uh, for a small amount of money. i like, I'm dyslexic. I'm not silly. So I know that, <laughs> that I do mistakes. Um, so don't use that to save me. And of course, I need to pay you something for that. So don't, com- don't use my uh, dyslexia as a motive for you to come and wanting to save me. Uh, I don't need that. Uh, I know what where to go if I want to be safe and I want to put a post without mistakes, proper English, British English. That is one the one that I like. I know how to do that, but I don't want to. And that is a big difference, right? And uh, I, I don't want to. I I I I, um, I stopped the idea that I need to pretend that I don't have it. Okay. Um, And I think, yeah, I I'm I'm still pretty okay, you know. I I finished my studies um, without any trouble. I um I I'm a CEO of my company. I I'm doing this podcast. I don't have any problem on uh, speaking with you. So I I think I'm doing pretty okay. So one of the things that I don't need is pity. I I don't need someone saying, oh, poor, that is a problem, right? Um as I don't need someone to look to my son and saying, Oh, poor boy. He's so handsome and now he has this problem. Oh, please don't do that. We don't need that. We don't need that. Um and so damage can be done when you do this kind of things or when people say this kind of things. Um, and, and I think sometimes people don't imagine, you know, I think sometimes people don't imagine the the, the pain that they bring when they say certain stuff. The only the, the, the thing is that honestly we need space. Space to to be to 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 be challenged to, to find our own way we need respect respect that yes don't rush me don't you know just just let me tell you that i need time and just respect that Uh, i need um yeah basically this is the two things honestly now that i'm thinking about it wow that is the two things that i need is space like give me space and give me respect. It's not even difficult. Um, of course, with my son, I, I, I also, I myself want. I want to see him. I want to see. Okay, what this is for you. I want to observe them, observe him, and seeing. Okay, what 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 this is for you. I want to know him, um, but. For me, I don't need that anymore. I don't know if that for him will be different in the future as well with age. But I don't need people to see me and, and, and to know me in that sense. Of course, I, will, I always say, I reply to questions. So if you ask me, oh, how, do, how is living with dyslexia all about? I, I will reply to that question. Um, but I don't, I don't have anymore the feeling of, oh, I need to be seen. I need to be, um, people need to know me to, to get a better sense what I can do or not. I, I don't need that anymore. So what I, what I want, um, to bring with this topic is that if you have someone Um, in your own family, or even in your team. Just do these two things. Give this person space for them to operate the way that they can and they like to operate. They feel, okay, this is my space. I can do my thing here. And the second thing is respect. Is respect... The way that the other person is working is respect that, yes, I will be saying things in a different way, maybe. I will be writing down something in a different way. Yes. Um, and that's it. It's, it's pretty simple at the end. Of course... When we are like like me, I have certain tools that I use. I have uh, supp- certain certain help that I have as well. If you can facilitate that, if you can facilitate those tools, if you can facilitate that help, um, that is, I think, also integrated in the space. Like promote the space that the person can get out of what what they want to 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 get out. But if you want to facilitate the tools, if you want to facilitate the help, that is also uh, possible, right? So neurodiversity mm, is not a trend. It's not a thing that we also choose for. Is what it is. So it's not a trend. It's not going away studies show that it's going to increase probably because maybe we are shifting as well who knows um and we need to start talking about this not as a trend not as self-diagnosis things that oh if i do this oh yeah and also not not don't use the words randomly. Don't go around saying that everyone is autistic if they do this or everyone is dyslexic if they do that. Don't go around saying uh, that the, everyone that does this is neurodiverse. Don't, don't put things uh, and don't use the words <laughs> uh, in a random way. I think we need to talk of this in a serious way um so it's not it's not a thing that I can diagnose It's not a thing that I don't know someone in the street just because they have it they can diagnose you so let's keep the conversation serious. Let's keep the conversation as should okay because um the 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 um, Sometimes the, the thing is that we put things, we start talking about it, and everyone now has anxiety. No. No. Not everyone is, suffers of anxiety, um, just because they worry or they have panic attacks, OK? Um, so let's keep the conversation serious. Um, and I think this is very important. Uh, Because um, we can also give wrong information with the idea that now let's talk about it. Let's open the door and let's talk about it. Yes, let's talk about it, but let's talk about it in a serious way. uh, Sometimes I see people, yeah, we all have a little bit of autism. (laughs) No, you don't. Uh, Or, oh yeah, every one of us has a little bit of ADHD. Uh, No, you don't. OK, um, so let's keep seeing things in a serious way. Uh, I think this is also important. Um, so if I can give you again two things that is super easy to do, give space and respect. That is the only thing for now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. The coach is next door and follow up. We have new episodes coming in and every month you have a new episode that you can listen to. And remember, you can always share these episodes with someone that you think that could be a benefit or could feel a benefit from these episodes. And we will really like to receive also your comments and your questions. And if you want me to talk about something in particular that will fit you or your needs or your curiosities, please reach out by email, by a message, by a comment. I'm pretty sure you will find your way. Thank you so much. And we hear each other. Take care.